Well, hey there, hero. I need your help with something. There's been something that's really been bothering me since maybe a week or two after we all hunkered down and started, you know, sheltering in place and keeping our social distance. And it's been happening within the voiceover industry. And my fear is that if I tell you what I really think of all this, I'm going to tick a lot of people off and I don't want to do that. I just want to get it out there and I want to make sure somebody is saying it for the people that matter. So I'll stop being so cagey right after this. This episode of the VO Heroes podcast begins in just a moment. So before I move on to what I need your help with, uh, I just want to let you know that if you're watching this uh, the day we released uh, this podcast episode, we've also opened the doors for registration for the ACX Masterclass uh, Summer 2020 um, uh, Home Study Edition. Uh, registration is open right now as we speak. And um, I'm really excited about it because I've got some new things that we're going to be adding, even though it's a home study version. Uh, we have some new things we're adding to it. And also, if you want to register and do so today before this Tuesday at 9.30 or 9, 9 p.m. Pacific time. Uh, we pay the first $300 of your tuition, which is great. And I've got some uh, podcast appearances and webinar appearances between now and then, but I just wanted to let you know that if audiobooks is something that you want to do, I would love to take you and guide you through that process and do so in a way that will make it satisfying and profitable and lovely. Uh, just go to acxmasterclass.com and you'll go right to the registration page where you'll see all the stuff that's going on. So acxmasterclass.com. Now, here's the thing that I want to talk to you about and get your help with, if I can have it. I get that things are very, very different. And I get that production of voiceover content is going to be very different for a while yet. I know that people, uh, talent in particular, are being asked to up their game at home, uh, to have really good microphones, really good sound software, really good connection between uh, what potentially could be a job and their home. But there's a lot of little raggedy edges on this that I don't like. And... Again, my fear is that if I share these things with you, that I am going to tick somebody off. I'm going to tick off an agent, or I'm going to tick off an engineer, or I'm going to tick off a company that is making a lot of money while we're all hunkering down, or I'm going to tick off a supplier who's selling more expensive microphones, uh, and they're going to go, yeah, he doesn't know what he's talking about, but let me just lay out what I'm saying. From the very beginning of everybody sheltering in place and having to do something from home, you guys remember it took me forever to get my agent back in the early 2000s to let me do stuff, auditions from home, and now that's all I do. But from the very beginning of the pandemic, it's we started to hear rumblings that, yeah, we'll still do voiceover work, but we've got to make sure that VO talent have excellent equipment at home. And I get that. You want the best possible quality that you can. And then it started to morph into agents saying, if you don't have really, really great quality microphones and sound software and connectivity to the internet 
and software like Source Connect, we're not going to send you any auditions. And that for me crossed the line. That for me made me really sad and it made me unhappy because it kind of looked like the list of questions that they were sending out to you, and maybe you've received this if you've got an agent, the list of questions that they sent out to their clients looked remarkably the same no matter what agency they were coming from. So what it says to me is that at some point in time, some agent talked to some engineer and said, hey, what should I ask my clients about what they have at home? And the engineer gave that agent a laundry list of things that must be in place. And that agent then decided, well, the engineer must know what he's talking about and made it so. And then maybe I'm thinking there was some meeting at some point where all the agents got together and that one agent said, well, I've got a list that I got from an engineer. And another one said, well, I got one too. They look kind of the same. Why don't we standardize on something and share this with everybody? Because as I get questions and I get, uh, what do you think of this messages? Uh, I don't have this stuff messages. Am I going to lose my agent messages from clients and students and just people that cross me on, come across me on the internet? When they forward me the messages that they got from their agents, asking them what they had for home equipment, they're almost identical. And they ask questions like, what kind of microphone do you have? Because you should have a large diaphragm condenser microphone like a Neumann U87 or, you know, some other, you know, example. But the Neumann is most of the time and the model is most of the time mentioned. Uh, do you have Pro Tools? As if Pro Tools was what was needed to do a good job in a voiceover uh, uh, audition or a voiceover uh, pr production session. Uh, do you have Source Connect standard? Because Source Connect now is not good enough. And that's when it started to get upsetting to me. My fear is that Source Connect or some engineer somewhere has decided enough with all of these USB microphones and enough with even shotgun microphones like a Sennheiser 416, MKH 416, enough with that. I'm going to put my foot down. Everybody has to have a Neumann U87. And what I've been getting more than anything is the fear from clients, fear from students, fear from voiceover talent, that if they don't get those things, if they don't spend thousands of dollars to get those things right now, their agents are going to drop them or their agents aren't going to put them up for things. And I get that if you book something, yeah, you need to have really good gear to do it well, to do it to the level that it would be done if you were in a studio. But unless you have a booth, which nobody seems to be asking about, I mean, the list that I see don't include, do you have a studio bricks? Do you have a triple-walled whisper room? Do you have, a, you know, something that has a noise floor of below a certain level? They're not asking that. But they are asking about, do you have a $3,000 microphone? Do you have a, uh, a very expensive piece of software for recording that is entirely unnecessary? Um, my question is, are clients going to be judged if the answers to some of these questions are no. I mean, I remember when I sent that audition to my agent the first time in 2005 or six, 
when I really wanted to get uh, to do my auditions from home, I couldn't get to the studio because of a mudslide or something or to the agency. And she was remarking on how good I sounded. She didn't know what kind of microphone I was using. It wasn't a, Neum a Neumann U87. <clears throat> it was a uh, it was a, an AT2020. So my fear, and and I'm, I'm I have this fear not for myself but for you. If you haven't spent thousands of dollars on your gear, if you haven't spent hundreds or thousands of dollars on your sound software and uh, a subscription to Source Connect standard. Um, you know, my buddy Dan Leonard says it very succinctly. Source Connect now sounds just as good as Source Connect Standard. And there are other options that nobody seems to be paying attention to because it feels like Source Connect moved in and said, you've got to use us or you're going to, you know, you're not going to be good enough. And when I think about services like CleanFeed, uh, which has amazing sound, 320K mono sound, that's crazy good. Um, but there's a bigger thing here. Yes, I don't like the fact that there's this fear in the community that you have to upgrade your, your equipment, you have to upgrade your sound software, you have to have Source Connect standard. My fear is that people are going to do all this, spend an awful lot of money, and not get that money back in the bookings that they're getting from their agencies. How many of you are with agents and you haven't booked anything in a year or two or longer? Or maybe you've booked one or two things in the last few months, hardly enough money to even pay for going and getting a Neumann U87 and a nice bridge, a Focusrite, you know, a Scarlet or, or whatever you wanted to put in between things, even something more expensive and better. Um, but there's a much bigger thing here, and this is where I need your help. Nobody is asking the one question that needs to be asked, and that is, how quiet is your recording space? Nobody is asking, do you have a booth that you need to get into? Do you have a room set up with, with, uh, with soundproofing? Do you have an actual studio built into your home? Because if you go out and get a Neumann and you update all the other stuff, it's going to sound awful. It's going to pick up every little problem with your room. And that's not going to serve anybody. It's not going to be helpful should you book something and you connect with the studio and you don't sound good. I'm not saying that you'll sound better with an AT2020. I am saying that an AT2020 is one of the options that will be more forgiving than a Neumann U87. So I think some of the wrong questions are being asked. And I also think that people are being scared into going out and spending tons of dough on things that may or may not pay off in the long run. And there's sort of this implicit threat in what I've been seeing in the messages that I've been forwarded from agencies that if you don't have this or you don't get these things, well, we probably won't be sending you any more auditions. The fear of God has been placed in voiceover talent, and it's unfair. It's unfair. Homes were not built to be studios. They weren't. And the notion that you moved out of doing auditions in studios and out of doing auditions at agencies to doing auditions from home was okay because the level 
of quality needed for an audition was here. The level of audition, a level of quality needed for production is here. And very few people have that quality. And very few people right now can afford that quality. So here's my problem. What I really want to do is scream and say, you don't need a Neumann U87. You don't need an MK416. Likely the space that you're recording in won't make you sound as good on those microphones as a more forgiving microphone. And the notion that you need Pro Tools or the notion that you need Source Connect Standard as a requirement sounds to me an awful lot like an engineer talking and a producer talking. And unfortunately, it's being applied to clients who won't know what to do with that, won't understand how to tweak it, won't have the ability to adjust it to make it sound better. And I fear for those people. And I also fear that in just making this video, I am ticking somebody off. And that's not my point. My point is to place these standards on your clients' agencies, to place these standards on your clients is damaging. Many of them can't afford to do what you are asking them to do. Many of them don't want to do what you're asking them to do. And many of them have gear that's good enough to get the job done. Any good engineer at a studio somewhere should be able to clean up somebody's sound. And yes, you want to have the best source possible to begin that cleanup process, but nobody has a studio built into their home unless they've been doing that work already for a long time. And we're talking eight, $9,000 for a studio bricks to get that quality noise floor, that low noise floor, or less with a booth that may not sound as good. And another, you're asking people to spend ten, fifteen thousand dollars to meet the standards that you have, and the implicit threat is if they don't, not sure I can send you any auditions anymore. And I realize you're in a situation where the producers are saying, "Well, we can only do production remotely." I don't use a Neumann U87. I don't use Source Connect Standard. I don't use Pro Tools, and I've booked plenty in the last few months. And I'm begging agencies to stop assuming that that list of questions that you're sending out is fruitful or even useful. Yes, you want people to have the best possible setup, but you're asking some people who don't have enough money to do that to choose between lying to you and spending money they may not have. So, I need your help. What's your thought on this? And I want you to be harsh with me. If you think I'm just, you know, being uh, too concerned about this for people that I shouldn't be concerned about, the people that don't get booked that often, and I should be worried more about the people that really should be represented by agents because they're the ones that are getting booked, well, okay, tell me that, and I might push back. But do you understand the conundrum that I'm in? I don't want to tick off my agent either. I don't want to tick off the people that I work with in the industry. But what I do want to do is bring some sanity to what has become a very scary situation for people working in the business from home. They're being asked or kind of lightly threatened 
with, if you don't do this, you're not good enough and we may drop you. So that's my, that's my question for you. What do you think of all that? Is this something you've thought about? Is this something you've been scared about? Is this something you're fine with because you have a Neumann U87 and you know how to use Pro Tools and you have a Studio Bricks? That's great. But if you don't, how are you feeling these days about your ability to retain your agent? How are you feeling about how your agent's been speaking with you? You know, I had a conversation with one of my coaches who's been upgrading their equipment and their space and they're concerned because their agency sent that note out. And the conversation we had was um, what started this whole thing. So thank you, coach. You know who you are. Um, let me know in the comments below on voheroes.com. I would love for you to discuss where you are, what you're doing, and what you felt when you got that, and whether or not you agree with me that this is a little egregious. And here's hoping my agent understands I'm just trying to be helpful to people. I'm not trying to put them in a position where I'm calling them uh, crazy or a liar for sending that note out, but I just want there to be some reality here. And I also want to be very clear about the fact that some of the requirements to me are unnecessary. I don't think you should have to have Pro Tools. I don't think you should have to have a $3,000 microphone. I don't think you should have to have Source Connect standard and pay for it when you're almost never using it. And I also don't like the sort of implicit statement of fact that Source Connect now isn't good enough. Because it is. And there are other options that are also good enough, like CleanFeed, where CleanFeed, only the engineer needs to have a, 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 a subscription, a paid subscription. You as the talent, you just get a link from the engineer that wants to record you. I've done several recordings with CleanFeed that sound fantastic. And I look at them on a scope, I look at them in Audacity, and I think to myself, yeah, I don't see the difference here. And the, the terror that is in some people, to, to have to hire a consultant to come in and help you install a piece of software is wrong. Source Connect should be easier to install, but it also shouldn't be a requirement. It just shouldn't. And, I'm, and I love the Source Connect people. I don't want to tick them off. Do you see the position I'm in? I'm sorry. I hope I haven't stepped on anybody's toes, but I wanted to bring this up. So please let me know. If you're listening or watching, go to voheroes.com. Look for this episode uh, of the podcast. It's, it's in the show notes. And let me know your thoughts on this, all right? Thank you so much for watching and for listening. I'm David H. Lawrence, the 17th, and I'll talk to you next time.